You're listening to Radio Influence. You've seen Chef Ryan Duffy on Spike TV's Bar Rescue, NBC's Today Show, and opening bars and restaurants all over the world. Now he's sharing his stories, his friends, and some tips of the trade he's learned along the way. Prepare yourself to get Duffified. This is Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Duffified Live. I'm alive. I swear to God, I'm alive. I didn't die or disappear or anything. I just really had to... uh, I, I was on the road, man. I had to focus. I had so much stuff going on between the new show, between appearances, between opening the restaurant and all of that. I've just been... It's been pure mayhem, man. You know, 86,000 miles in the air so far, and it's uh, October. You know, so it's been a really, really crazy couple of months. And uh, I appreciate you guys uh, hanging out, you know, and and waiting. I've been getting text messages from people. When are you coming back? What's the plan? All that stuff. So I apologize, but guess what? I'm back. And I want to let you know that I may sound like shit right now because uh, one – uh, I, I just got back from Portland uh, from a pretty crazy weekend out there at the uh, Alan A uh, Food and Wine Festival out in Vancouver or Richfield, Washington. Um, but over my travels for the last couple of months, I seem to have lost like my headphones, my microphone, uh, you know, and I have an, I have a Mac. So uh, with a Mac comes a tremendous amount of add-ons like different cords that you need to connect things so unfortunately i'm recording via my phone today uh it's the best that i can do so i'm sorry it may sound like shit but guess what that's what i got for you so so let's kind of chat a little bit let's see what's been going on um i have been pretty much all over the country in the last couple of months i've been in portland vancouver L.A., Sacramento, San Francisco, Sonoma, uh, Maryland. Shit. I don't even know if I'm getting it all in there or not. There's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, Where else have I been? I'm going to go into my calendar there, boys and girls, and just double check to see exactly where I've been. Rockville, Maryland, San Antonio, Texas, Pittsburgh, uh, Sacramento, Sonoma, LA, San Francisco, St. Louis, do, 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 where is this? Rancho Cordova. Oh, that's outside of Sacramento. Uh, oh my God, man. I've been all over the place. No wonder why I lose shit all the time. Huh? That's crazy. Jacksonville, Florida. I went down to see my daughter down at school for family weekend. That was pretty cool. I love that little town. It's a neat little uh, city. And then what's funny, I was watching last night, I think it was, uh, The Good Life. And the kid Johnny, who's in there, uh, he is from uh, Jacksonville. So it's kind of funny the way that they talk about Florida and people from Florida and all that stuff. So I love you, Florida. Oh, I was in Miami. Ay, 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 ay. For Carl Ruiz's uh, uh, funeral. I don't know if I should celebrate that, but he had a pretty good life. So we're going to celebrate that anyway. Um, but I've really just been traveling and, and, and I've, I've, I made a pact kind of at the beginning of last year that my travels would entail uh, exploring. You know, it got to a point that I was finding myself 
going into a city, getting in late, uh, you know, going out, having a couple of beers with clients or the, the promoter or whatever, waking up the next morning, uh, you know, spending the time in the hotel, going out from there, maybe going out and grabbing lunch, something pretty quick or something like that, going right over to the venue, going out after the, the appearance or the, the, you know, the venue or the cooking or whatever. And then the next morning flying out super early. So I've kind of changed it a little bit to, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to get into the cities a little bit earlier. I'm trying to experience more of it. Um, I, you know, I, I went out and sat in St. Louis a couple weeks ago and just loved it. You know, I ended up down on Broadway. I went up into the Oyster Bar, ended up trying to walk through the White Castle drive through You know, Miami alone was was just a, a, a great city, uh, you know, checking out all the different restaurants and the great little bars and nightclubs and stuff. Um, Pittsburgh is always one of my favorite cities. You know, I ate and drank. I get to see a group of friends of mine that I never really get to see because of the fact that I travel so much. So it was really neat. But just to see the growth in Pittsburgh over the last year, like it's massive. So much cool shit is going on in that town, restaurant wise, culture wise. Um, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, sport wise, it's just really pretty wild to watch. Spent some time over on the south side at the Smiling Moose and Ruggers. And then, hey, guess what? It's PA, baby. What do we do at the end of the night? We go to a VFW. Uh, where I hung out and had a couple of late night little uh, ponies, a rolling rock, I think, uh, before I headed back to my hotel. Um, I've just been traveling a lot, and uh, and I'm I've been pretty spent, pretty tired. You know, when I travel, I eat, I drink, I end up putting a bunch of weight on. So when I get home, like I am right now, uh, you know, I'm back into my routine. I wake up at six a.m. You know, I, I get my daughter to school. I take the dog to the park. Uh, you know, I have a lot of really cool shit that I end up doing when I'm at home. And then with the restaurant, that just keeps me super busy as well. So I'm pretty stoked to be home. I'm home for the next two weeks. I've got a, I've got a quick appearance down in Atlanta next week. So that'll be six, seven, and eight. If anybody's in Atlanta and you're listening to this and I, you want to go to a live appearance, uh, let me know. Message me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, what, whatever. Yeah, that's a yard, boys and girls. They happen. Uh, that is going to be a, uh, a pretty cool event down there in Atlanta. Uh, and then I'm home for a little bit and then I get to go to Gulfport, Mississippi in December, but I'm kind of chilling out on my travels for a little bit. Uh, I've got some focus really, I've really got to take some time in the restaurant. Em's coming home from uh, Jacksonville for school. You know, Fiona's getting ready. She turned 16 in December. So we're getting her ready to take her driver's test and stuff like that. Um, I've got some new projects in the works that I've been working on. I've got some pretty cool stuff that's going to be happening coming out of Alaska uh, with a pretty cool company out there. Uh, I'm kind of being on the on the DL on a couple of these other projects, but you never know. There might be some other restaurants in the works um, and stuff like that. So I'm pretty stoked. Um, that's kind of my fill in, you know, for where I've been and what I've been doing. Uh, ended up this past weekend at the uh, A-Line Casino, the resort out there in Richfield, Washington, um, put on an unbelievable first year of a food and wine festival. Uh, I, I got to meet some brand new friends. I hung out with them super late, hence the yawn. My room was the hospitality suite. So, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I was there, I was rolling solo. So uh, they gave me the big room. I had the balcony. I had the, you know, the game table in the middle. 
We played uh, multiple rounds of Asshole. For anybody who hasn't played Asshole in the near future or in the near past, I highly suggest you get out there. It's a great game. I love that game. I love a beer game, like a drinking game. I want to start a bar where all you do is play drinking games. The liability on that can't be that much, can it? Quarters, Asshole, Cardinal Puff, Up or Down. You know, there's some fun games out there. Beirut. Uh, beer pong. What am I missing? Let's talk about that. I want to find out about that. Tell me games. Message me or put it out on Twitter. Let's do it through Twitter. The beer games. I want to try to think of drinking games that I've never heard of. Um, so I'm going to po- I'm going to post something about that in a minute. That's my new one. Beer games um, or bar games. So <clears throat> so that's what I got. Uh, leading into this week, though, uh, I've got a pretty good friend uh, who's on the show. Um, she's I'm a big fan of hers and. And what she's done in her life and what she's been going through and, uh, you know, where she's moving into. And so I want you guys to welcome my new, my friend back to the show. You guys have heard her before. Miss Amy Polinsky. Boys and girls, put your hands together. I said Amy Polinsky. Good morning, Amy Polinsky. Good morning, Brian Duffy. (laughs) Yeah. What's going on, lady? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Um, I, you know, recently made some huge changes in my life. So I'm just trying to get everything in order and yeah, be my OCD self. (laughs) So my normal uh, first three questions that I have are, who are you? What do you do? And how can we get in contact with you? And you have a pretty okay. good story. So go ahead. Who are you? <laughs> so my name is Amy Polinsky. And um, what do I do? Holy crap. What don't I do? Um, yeah. <laughs> so pretty much I um, owned a boutique. And we had talked about this uh, before on a podcast. I owned a boutique, a really successful boutique in Newtown, Connecticut. And I recently moved um, and so had some major changes in my life. So I decided to use my master's degree and go back to teaching school. And I'm actually going to be teaching high school for um, the school district where I went to high school. (laughs) So um, I'm going back to teaching and um, getting my PhD starting in January. And um, yeah, and I'm, and I'm a boxer. I box also. I have my first fight in January also. So um, I'm so excited for the fight. I need full I'm details. Oh, yeah. I'll, you, I'll definitely give you some details. Because your uh, your original fight was going to be in October. It was originally going to be October 25th in New York City for Friday Night Fights, um, which is kind of like part of that whole UFC card. I was going to do a Muay Thai fight. Um, and then I decided to move a little earlier than I had anticipated because I got this offer um, to teach school here. And so I needed to be back before I had originally planned on it. So I had to push that fight back. Um, so I started training up here. Um, I, kick, I do kickboxing and I do uh, just regular boxing. So my coach here is like a mastermind of boxing. And so he... Um, he just really wants to get me on a fight as soon as possible, uh, wow. for, you know, just so I have some experience. So I'm going to start, um, my first fight will be in January. Yeah. And you it's, know, it's a fundraiser for, for Parkinson's. 
Yes, it's um, January 18th, which is two days after my 40th birthday, because I'm that crazy person that decides to get my head head punched um, in my 40s, you know. Um, so, yeah, and it's going to be at the Shriners Club in Cheswick, Pennsylvania, which is um, not far from Pittsburgh. And it's a fundraiser for Parkinson's. It's really nice. It's like 75 to $100, I think, a plate. And it's like dress up, get fancy. This isn't like a typical first fight for people because this is actually like a really nice venue. Um, so I'm pretty pumped. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm at, I am fully listening to you, but I also want you to know that I'm putting it in my calendar as we speak because I'm coming. I'm gonna I'm coming out. You better come! Oh my gosh, I would be so well, upset if you didn't. And you better be the loudest person in the room. <laughs> well, I love. And where'd you say what? What part of the country? Chess? What? It's called Cheswick. Cheswick. It's literally like the middle of nowhere, but it's it's right outside of Pittsburgh. It's like probably okay. 35, 40 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah, and it's Just funny find a picture on Google. Yeah, it's called the Shriners Club. I mean, it's really nice. It's a great venue. And every year, like, people go all out for this and get dressed up. And so, of course, me being me, I'm like, this is perfect for me because I'm, like, the yeah. king of fashion and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I'll have to know, put on a good show style. and make sure my – yeah, make sure my – um my ring gear looks, you know, extra special at night. So, <laughs> Oh my God. So wait, so I'm going to have to dress up. So that means I can wear jeans, a shirt and an ascot. So good. Heck yeah. Ascot all Perfect. the way. If you don't wear an ascot, I'm going to be real disappointed. I am a bow tie <laughs> and ascot guy. I don't wear a regular tie. No, I, I, I love feel like that. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I regular just feel ties weird. Are for work. Like if you're going to like, you know, if you're a banker, exactly. like wear a regular tie. So I couldn't imagine (laughs) and no offense to anybody. I mean, look, uh, it's a part of the world. Like I think about it all that all the time, like that nine to five, get dressed up in a suit. Like I couldn't. Yeah. No, I just I don't I don't know if I could do that. Well, I'm actually going back to that. And I had a really hard time. I mean, I was a teacher for 10 years. Um, before I decided to, you know, own my own business. And I mean, one of the main reasons I'm going back to teaching is because I'm single now and I need health insurance and 401k and all that kind of stuff. Right. So (laughs) I'm doing it more. And I'll be on my kid's schedule. So, you know, I'm like, okay, Amy, it's time to grow up and, you know, um, but yeah, it's kind of scary to think like, oh my God, I haven't been doing nine to five. I can't be on my own schedule. I can't make my own schedule. I can't, you know, say, Hey, you're going to work. Cause I'm going to go travel the country and go to Alaska or whatever. So, yeah. um, which I actually just did, but yeah. I know, so, I um, it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of scary, but at the same time, I think it's, I think it's going to be good for me and my kids. So what, uh, what kind of what, like, how did it come to, I mean, you knew you were moving, you wanted to move back to Pittsburgh. I mean, that was kind of one of the big things. I know you had mentioned that to me in the past because I mean, and for anybody out there who who doesn't know, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Pittsburgh. Yes. I think anybody who comes and visits becomes that way. (laughs) Well, and it's made such a, a, there's so much of a transformation over the last 20 years. 
Right. You know it mean? really that kind is. Of, yeah. No, no offense to, to Pittsburgh or any part of it. It was a very kind of depressed area. Like there was this whole was, long yeah. term where people are like, okay, what are we going to do? The steel industry is not here. We're an industrial town. What is our plan? How are we going to get out of right. this? And now, I mean, I was just out there three weeks ago and I could when remember when you ditched me because I'm sorry. What was your excuse? <laughs> Oh my God! This is so what was your excuse? You're such an ass. <laughs> I had to go to a barn dance. <laughs> yeah, I, I told you I would have cried. I want to know the next barn dance. I, I invite. We do it every year. Certain... My family. <laughs> my family has this damn barn dance every single year. I'm not kidding you. Like friends from elementary school fly in just for this barn dance. It's That's legit. So like we have a caller that does like we do square dancing, and we oh, for apples, and it's. Yeah, it's pretty insane. It's um, pretty insane. I, I, so Amy and I have been friends. So we met we met in Tampa like five yes. years ago, something to that effect. Five, I guess five or six years ago. When you and yeah. Matt were still together and and, and yes. I and I just adore the two of you. I mean, I, I love Matt. I love you. It sucks that you guys right. got divorced. And and I'm I still remain friends with both of you. And you know, like I said, I told you know, Matt texted me the other day. He was in Vegas and we're can eat and like you know, I, I'm, right. I, and that's, that's cool to me. I'm glad that I can have both yeah. friendships. But oh, no, definitely. You... I mean, he knew, he, he knew whenever you were here, I was like, Hey, I'm going to meet up with chef Duffy. And he was like, Oh, that's cool. Tell him I said, hi. So, you know, I mean, we're, yeah, we both love you and we know that we're, yeah. each of us are friends with you. So. <laughs> well, and I think that's such, I, I mean, I, I don't want to get into the divorce stuff. I don't want to, I'm, no, I'm, we're no. not going to get into details in any way. That's nobody's business. But I think it no, sucks when, you know, especially when we're getting into this age group where so many of our friends are getting divorced and so many people are going through it. And it just sucks because on the yeah. front, look, it's hard enough for you guys as it is, you know, to yeah. have to go through that. And especially with with the, you know, what what it is that you guys ha had done in the past, the, the, the kind of in the public eye type stuff. So that makes it right. harder. But then for the friends, I mean, even when I got divorced, you know, all my friends are like, hey, you know, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't care. Be friends with well, both feel, of us. Like, I, that's that thing. I feel like, too, that people feel like they need to take sides, which yeah. any anyone who was, you know, I'm saying in like air quotes right now, friends with me that felt the need to take sides, like they're not true friends. You know, I was just with Jesse and Crystal that are, you know, I know them oh, because awesome of my ex. They're amazing. And they're friends with him still. They, they would never in a million years say a bad word about him. And I'm sure they would never say a bad word about me. I was with them all weekend. I mean, I'm taking pictures of them and sending it to Matt. And I'm like, oh, you're missing out. You know, we're finally to a place where we can do that. And there's, you know, we, we respect each other as co-parents. And, you know, I, love, I will always love him. Um, yeah. but you know, for anybody that were to say like, oh, well you have to either be on that side or Amy's side, like yeah, that's kind of BS, that. you know, fuck I that. mean, it's, it is, I mean, I talk to his parents on a daily basis. I'm pretty sure they're not, you know, they just, they just want what's best for the kids. And so anyone who did like, just stop talking to me, I'm like, well, they were never a friend to begin with. So it, it makes it yeah. sad, but I mean, honestly, we haven't had many of many of those people. I mean, I think both of us have stayed in contact with all of our people like pretty well. So, 
Um, well, I know you, so you learn a lot my, as you get older and get divorced. <laughs> well, and it's just, I, I mean, look, especially if you're, I, I don't know how old you guys were when you got married. I got married when I was 30, you know, so it was kind of a uh, we young. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, especially when you're that young, I mean, like, you know, my daughter's, my daughter's best friend's sister got married at 20 and, you know, she's divorced at 22. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, Matt was, on. I think Matt was like 23 when we got married. I mean, he was young. I'm older than him. I'm four years older than him. Um, but yeah, he was 23 when we got married. So, I mean, we've been together right. for, I mean, the majority of our uh, adult life. Adult you lives, know? So, right. Yeah, we have a million friends together. I mean, I still, I mean, it's funny because um, his best friend who I met because, you know, I I met his wife because of Matt, obviously Matt used to work with him. Um, Her and I have reconnected and we're, we're actually like her husband's a boxer and I'm work, I'm training with her husband, her new husband's boxing coach. Like it's crazy. And they're opening a boxing gym and I'm going to be teaching classes there. So it's crazy because it's like, you know, we've, we've made these connections and we all stay so close with one another. And, you know, I'm I'm thankful for that because, um, you know, I'd hate to see people just like leave our lives and never speak to me again. The the family, the family stuff in, in reality is, is the most important thing. You know, I mean, my ex, it took a long time for that, for that, you know, kind of whatever animosity or whatever it was to go away. And, you know, now, I, I mean, it's just an automatic. I'm going to call my ex-wife and I'm going to call my ex-wife, you know, my, my, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. And, you know, hey, Emily's going to, to college. We, I want everybody at the restaurant, you know, like for right. all of that stuff. So it's just so important. Yeah. I mean, my brother and my sister-in-law got divorced and my brother's a Buddhist, and if every okay. person in the world could get divorced the way that my brother did, it's brilliant. Yeah. You know what I mean? My, yeah. my brother, uh, you know, and his, his new wife, you know, he, they're, they're his ex-wife and uh, like everybody's still the same. Like we're all the same people, yeah. whatever. I, why are we still talking yeah. about divorce? Fuck, I've been divorced for I a don't know. years. Let it go. <laughs> Um, well, I'm newly re- divorced. Okay, it's only been like a month and a half, but still. <laughs> I know, I know. But well, yeah, I there's, it's cool. It's, it is what it is. I mean, I love that you're back in Pittsburgh because I know you know that's where your family is, and 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 we're going to talk about the social media part of this because you know oh, I mean God, I, okay. I've seen the pictures of you and your family, and you know there's just you're you're just you're glowing, you're fucking exploding with happiness yeah. and comfort when you're there, and you can see that it's so evident in your life. So it's so nice that you moved back into that world. It's yeah, it's kind of weird. Like I, I was just texting with one of my best friends the other day and I said, literally within, I mean, I just moved here like a month ago and I, I woke up feeling like a totally different person. Like I was still holding on to anger and hurt and everything when we were in Connecticut, plus Connecticut's just so freaking stressful as it is because it's expensive and you know, all this stuff, but I didn't have a support system. So coming back here, I'm like, I'm constantly surrounded by people who love me and just want the best for me. And it's like, I mean, I just, I'm never alone. I'm, I, I'm just the happiest. It feels like home. Like I'm here and I just feel like everything's okay. Um, I can't explain it. I, I, yeah. I, and I love Pittsburgh, obviously. So every day I'm like, I'm going to go explore. Oh my God. I miss this. And I miss this. (laughs) Well, and there's such a, I mean, there's such a great vibe in that city now. And I really, really felt it when I was out there. 
uh, this last week. I mean, or, or a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I, I went into some pretty iconic places. You know, I I, I went into uh, great. Now I can't even remember the name of them. I went into a rugby bar on the south side, which I was like, I walked. It's called Ruggers. Yes, I've been and, there a million times. Yep. Oh my god! Like I walked in and I felt like I was back in college. You know, I felt like yeah. all my old rugby guys were there with me. Yeah. And you know, they're, they're playing the game, and and we went to uh, what is the Smiling Moose? Yeah. Oh, that's been there forever. That's one of my well, favorite and, places in in the South Side. Well, I mean, and my, I, I met the guy who owns it, and he's just such an awesome dude. You know, I ended up yeah. hanging out with him that night, and and it was kind of funny because we had such a great connection while we were there. And then he's like, "All right, dude, I got to go home. I got to go home and relieve my wife with the kids." And you know, it's just so funny, like how it all. Because he was a rocker. Like this guy's a rocker. Yeah. He's in yeah. a band. It was really a cool spot. I met a woman out there named Sarah Lynn, who was going to be doing okay. some marketing stuff for me. So I really had an amazing oh, no trip. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. So I'm going to be back out there. It's, but anyway. It's just a cool, you know, like in Connecticut, I love Connecticut. I would never bash Connecticut by any means. But, you I know, know. I, moved to, I moved to Newtown and... I mean, I was the tattooed mom. Like, I, that's what that's what I was known sure. as before people knew me as being like the Basil Rose boutique owner. I was right. the tattooed mom because I was the only heavily tattooed person in all of Newtown, Connecticut. Well, so I come sleeves, here. Right? Yes, I have double sleeves, and now my legs. Right. Don't, I mean, I'm all covered. But now I'm living here in this little town called Zelenople, and it's like the tiniest little town ever. But everybody, it's so like eclectic and edgy and funky and I, I can't even I can't even explain it like I walk around I'm like okay I totally fit in here um yeah. and I'm kind of to the point in my life right now like before I used to love standing out now I'm kind of to the point where I'm like you know what I just want a simple life and I don't want to stand out <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with just being like you know mom and doing my own thing <laughs> sure and boxing and so. getting your doctorate. Right, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not like totally normal. But <laughs> in my eyes, this is like as low-key as I've been in forever. So <laughs> so what's, what, so you you have your master's in education, correct? Education? Yeah, yes, okay. yes. So what are you, what, what's, your, what's your field of study going to be for your doctorate? So I'm getting my doctors of education in special education. So my goal is to teach um, college-level courses, obviously. Um, and then I can also, like, contract out to different agencies. Um, so, I mean, I've been, you know, I, I, I was in education for 10 years, and now I'm going back into it. A um, little different, you know. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm going to have to wear long sleeves every day because I wasn't tattooed when I taught school before. Um, but well, So are you not know, allowed yeah. to tattoos? You know what? I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean... It's kind of like an unofficial rule that you're not supposed to, but I mean, I'm teaching high school and so I, I, and I'm teaching in my hometown. Everybody knows that I'm tattooed there, so it's not a big deal, but at the same time, it's just kind of one of those, one of those, like, like I said, unwritten rules where, you know, teachers are not, they're supposed to be (laughs) all buttoned up and, (laughs) you know, when when I was uh, in high school, I When I was in high school, I had a teacher, and I'm not kidding you, his name was Ted Bundy. His name was Ted Bundy? Uh Uh-huh. And he was, he had a full sleeve. And I remember, he was like my history teacher or something. 
But I remember having to go in like after school one day because I was struggling with something and I knew he was in there and he always had like the office hours or whatever. And I had gone in and he had his sleeves rolled up and he was fully padded. And and I don't think I ever got the project done or really caught on to the history part, which is why I want to take history classes now. But right. I remember the conversation with him and he was telling me about the tattoos and he had one of like a koi that was on his wrist that was all scraped off. And he's like, the night I got this tattoo, I was out with a bunch of buddies of mine and we ended up all getting handcuffed by the police and it ripped all it was the first night he got the tattoo and it ripped it scarred his his wrist oh, and it ripped all the no ink way. out of it so he has and he's like oddly enough it's kind of funny that it's in my tattoo but i remember that like vividly because of that so so he had yeah. his tattoos all covered up which was i don't know yeah i think it's just so acceptable now for so many there's gonna be a lot it of really regret later in life with these 18 year olds i'll tell you that but right right i mean it really is but at the same time i mean there's still certain you know there's certain professions where it's still kind of like a, uh, i don't know if that's yeah. necessarily i mean again it also depends on where like in in connecticut if i was like heavily sleeved and teaching first grade i'm sure parents would have a connection, but I'm going to be teaching high school in the district where I went. Everybody knows me. Everybody. I mean, I right. walk downtown and I I'm related to like 10 of the people like walking downtown also, you know, <laughs> it's a small town. It's like freaking I, I, Pleasantville. I can't even explain it. So, um, but so yeah, when do so you, that's, yeah. When do you start classes? When do you start, when do you start teaching? Uh, and when do you start, go, when do you go back into so your doctorate class? I am, I'm just waiting. I have to, <laughs> I have to take a drug test and I have to take a TB test. And then I start teaching probably in like two weeks after that all gets approved. And then um, my, I start my master's in January and it's a three-year program, or my master's, my doctorate, geez, uh, my doctorate's in January and it's a three-year program. So, and I'm just going to take my time with it. Like the school district's going to pay the majority of it. So I'm like, why not? You know, you get an education. You know, I mean, and I, I love to learn, obviously I'm an educator. Um, so, and it can just further my career. So, um, so yeah, so about three years, I'm going to probably have gray hair by the time I'm done with it, raising three kids by myself and working full time, boxing, boxing, trying to become a pro right. boxer and getting my doctorate, you know, right. And you may as well open up world. another boutique. You should just open um, that's actually on that. the, that's actually on the horizon. Too. I know you. I just, there was, I, I, you know what, I, it's funny. I got home last night and I lit that candle that you had sent me and, uh, yes. and it, it's, it's called, I think the scent is old soul. Yes. It was yeah, perfect for it. you. Yep. So it's kind of funny that I was, that I'm talking to you this morning after listening to that candle, but it's kind of cool. So, yeah. okay. So before we started talking, you, I said to you, like, you know, uh, my first three questions are always, who are you? How, uh, you know, what do you do and how can we get in contact with you? And I, you're <laughs> right. like, what do you mean get in contact? And I said, well, Blackwing Nicks, right? NYX was your was yeah. your Instagram. And you said you got yeah. rid of it and you went to like middle-aged ho- Midwest housewife Facebook. <laughs> um, you I actually said caught. that, yeah, but that. Okay, you put right those words in. <laughs> <laughs> so um, basically backstory. Um, so I had this Instagram that was, I had started because my ex-husband and I had a clothing company together. Um, 
So I had a ton of followers on there. Well, during the whole divorce thing, people kind of caught on to who I was married to. And I had (laughs) unfortunately posted some things I probably shouldn't have, (laughs) but I was angry. Um, And I ended up deleting that one. And I lost like, I don't know, like 50,000 followers. Um, But I just honestly, I was like, I couldn't handle it. Like I couldn't handle people constantly messaging me and being shitty and whatnot. So then I opened an old one I had in college and I, it was just fun. You know, like I was, I did ink magazine, um, and I posted, you know, I had a bunch of modeling pictures done. I posted those, posted pictures of my kids. It was just, you know, just something fun and stupid to do. Um, well, then once I moved here, like I said, like a month ago, my eyes, like something happened and clicked. And I was just like, what the hell? It's just a waste of time. Like, why do I even need to prove to strangers like, oh, my kids and I had this great meal last night. Or, right. oh, look at how good I look. I'm, you know almost 40 years old and I can wear a bikini. Like who cares? Who freaking cares? So I literally just one day I was sitting, I was on my phone, like on Instagram. And I was just like, what am I doing? Like I'm 39 years old. I have three kids. Like this is a waste of time. I could be doing dishes or something else. (laughs) So I just deleted it out of nowhere, like middle of the day, deleted it. And so now I have no social media and it's been the most fantastic thing ever. Like people will send me messages like, Oh, did you see this and this and this? And I'm like, Nope, don't care. I don't care. I'm just living my life how I want to live it. Um, And then there also comes into play the DMs, (laughs) which I told you, I think. I mean, I... So... I've had conversations uh, uh, like about this with with women before. I mean, I've I've actually (laughs) been in a bar with people and taken over their Tinder. Like yeah. As, so I've never, I've, that woman and I mean, and, and, but, but lit like DMS and all that stuff. I mean, oh my look, God. you're an attractive woman. It's pretty, it's pretty apparent, you know, and, and you're, you're all tatted up and, and you're, you're, you know, you, you're who you are. I can't imagine the shit that you used to get. You have, okay. First of all, I'm not kidding you. So I made it so nobody could comment on any of my stuff unless I follow them back. So that was great. I was like, this is amazing. But then my phone would constantly be dinging. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I don't see any messages or whatnot. Well, here there's like these hidden DMs, I guess, on Instagram. I'm not kidding you. I'd probably get 50 to 60 of them a day from guys. Like, it it was to the point where I had people saying that this one guy wanted to fly me and the kids to Iceland. And, like, basically he was like, I'm loaded. I have all this money. I'll like give you whatever you need. I'll take care of your kids. I know they don't have a father, like all this. Stuff. Oh my like, God. Of course, of course I wouldn't respond to anything, but I literally like save them and we'll just send them to my friends. And I'm like, I mean, it's like, what, like what DM did Amy get today? You know, like all right. my friends would play this game, like which, which is the worst DM. So then, <laughs> um, the last week, like the last couple of weeks, my store was open. I'm going into work every day and there's flowers waiting at my store for me. Okay. So every day from 1-800-Flowers. Meanwhile, oh good, like, you got Newtown them. is one of those, <laughs> right? <laughs> you were on the list of people I suspected. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Newtown is notorious for like, everybody wants to support Newtown businesses, which is one of the amazing things about Newtown. So I knew as soon as I saw there was 1-800-Flowers, it wasn't somebody I knew from Newtown. So anyways, I, so day one, it's like Monday or Tuesday, I go into work and there's four dozen roses 
Okay. I'm like, oh my God, this is really nice. You know, at first I'm kind of like, what the hell? Like, what did I do to deserve this? So didn't think much of it. I'm like, okay, secret admirer, whatever. I mean, meanwhile, like at the time I'm not dating anybody. So I, I really had no idea. Like there was one guy I was kind of talking to and I sent him a message and like, Hey, by chance can you send me flowers? And he's like, um, unfortunately, no, but this is embarrassing. I'm like, okay, remind me never do that again. <laughs> um, so delete. So, so Delete. No. So then day two, I show up to work and there's another four dozen flowers. Okay. And they're roses. Every day they're roses and they're different kinds of like colors of roses. Day three, four dozen roses. Every day. I'm not kidding you. By the end of the week, I had like, I think 15, 15 dozen roses in my store. It smelled like a funeral home. Oh um, my God. Yeah. So it's getting creepy at this point. And I'm like, okay, well, obviously they don't know my address because they're sending them to my store, my business. So right. I call 1-800-Flowers and they, oh, they also sent me my, um, cookies. And I'm like, this person obviously doesn't know me because they know anybody who knows me knows I won't eat cookies. But anyway, I call 1-800-Flowers and they're like, well, give us a second. We're going to call the sender and see if they approve for us to tell you who they are. So they have me on hold. They come back on the phone. They're like, um, unfortunately, the sender does not want you to know who he or she is. No. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, security on my house, security, like everywhere I go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then a couple weeks later, I end up getting a DM. <laughs> and the guy was actually from Pittsburgh and he's like, Hey, if you ever move back to the Pittsburgh area, let me know. I'd love to take you out. I was the one who sent you the flowers. And I'm just kind of like, yeah. So I did message him back. I'm like, well, thank you very much. But you know, I'm kind of doing my own thing right now. Not interested. And why would you send me so many flowers that had to be expensive? And he was just like, you're beautiful. You deserve it. It really wasn't that expensive. I'm like, no, I kind of figured it out. And he spent like close to a thousand dollars on flowers. <laughs> right. right. So, um, so yeah, so all of these things adding up was one of the reasons I deleted my social media. <laughs> so I, I, yeah. Sometimes I wonder like what the, the, I guess what the method or what the, what the guy thinks when they do stuff like that. I don't know. I think honestly, in this day and age, like with dating has changed so much. I mean, obviously I'm seeing this. I haven't dated in 13 years, obviously. Um, But it's just, I mean, I think it's just changed. Everything's so social media heavy. I mean, I'll see people out in public that look totally different than the picture that they posted yesterday themselves because there's so many filters. So people are getting these like skewed visions of what people look like and how, what their lives are like. And everyone's just like romanticizing, you know, sex and love and lust and all these things. And so it's just easy to like send a message and be like, Hey, you're beautiful, whatever. Meanwhile, I'm like, you don't even know who I am as a person or as a mother or a friend, or, you know, I could just be the worst person in the entire world, but, but, but <laughs> you would never know because you just look at my picture and you're like, Oh, she's hot. She has tattoos. And you know, she's, you know, she seems like she has her shit together, but which I don't but always I, have my shit together. So <laughs> I think that, I think that on the guy level, like one, the, the human interaction has changed so much. The dynamic of it, you know, between me too, between a lot of the movements that have, have gone forward. I mean, would you, you know, would you walk up to somebody in a bar and say, Hey, I think you're super hot. Can I have your phone number? 
Well, honestly, if somebody came up and did that to me, I would 100%, no matter like what they, I mean, I hate to say like what they look like. That's not the most important thing in the world. But I mean, I honestly would be like, okay, this guy has balls and yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you a shot. I mean, well, yeah, that's huge. I mean, that is huge. You know, my ex didn't look the way that he looks now when I met him. He was like, you know, but he was confident and he was kind of cocky in a way. And he's a very intelligent guy. That's what won me over, not his looks. He started looking better after I got a hold of him. <laughs> so, you know, okay, I feel like the that's, the, that's the least amount of my concern. You know, if you have, like, the balls to, you know, the guts to come up and, like, talk to me. And I can be kind of an intimidating person at times, I guess. I mean, I'm always smiling, laughing, but, you know, I'm, like... I'm me. You know me. <laughs> right, right. And I just, oh, I'm, I'm super confident. So if you're like nervous to meet me or talk to me, then you're, trust me, it would never work <laughs> ever. But I, but I don't, I don't think so much. And I think with my statement, what I was saying was that I think the whole dynamic of it has changed because like, you know I mean? We're told, look, what was that song by that woman? You know, uh, no, no, no. Megan Trainer or whatever it was. You know, can you go out? No. Will you go out? No. Can you do this? No. Like, I don't know what the meaning of that song was, but the way that I took the meaning of that song is like, it's a constant no, no matter what. And yeah, for my girls, like I'm always saying to my girls, like, no means no. And, you, and, and they know, like, they're very confident individuals and very confident women with what they do. But I, I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, you know, I, I've walked up to women in a bar before and, and had a conversation and, you know, had people say, oh, like I have a boyfriend or something like that. Or, uh, you know, I mean, my buddies are doing it all the time. Watching my buddies go out and try to get laid is one of my most favorite pastimes <laughs> ever. Because I don't give a shit. Like, I can only imagine. There. Ah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's literally like peacocking <laughs> through the bar all the time. And I'll just sit in the corner and just watch and laugh and, you know, like kindly, you know, quietly go back to my hotel room alone and be really happy and, and all that. But it's just so funny to watch. I mean, even when I told you I was doing that, I I hopped on somebody's Tinder one night and I had, I I, I mean, I said, I was like, all right, well, I'm staying at the Hilton garden Inn in Rockford, Illinois, you know, meet me there at 3am. And I may, I I went home at three o'clock in the morning and got out of my Uber and looked in the parking lot. And there were three guys (laughs) standing in a parking lot with all cars. Like, I mean, that's, Oh, wait, so you did this on a girl. So you did this on a girlfriend. Yes, I did. Oh, yes, I did. Oh my God. Well, I mean, because, you know, oh. I, I, I mean, it's just a weird world with where we live that that is the way yeah. that, that dating happens. I think that guys are afraid to walk up to women anymore because the idea of equality and the idea yeah. of feminism has been has been mistaken with where we are at this point. First off, Well, I, I agree. That, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. No, No, I was just going to say, like, I I feel like, too, I mean, women can, I mean, women uh, could always support themselves, but now they make such a big point of being equal with men, the glass ceiling, you know, I mean, so uh, men know, like, more than likely, this woman probably makes as much money as me, she's as successful as me, or maybe even more so, so I think that's intimidating, you know, men, men just like, but there's something to be said, too, like, one of the big things... I don't care about money. You know, I don't care how much money you make. I just want you to treat me well. I want you, you know, I'm old school yeah. in that way. 
Um, I just want you to treat me well and be good to my kids and love my kids and love me and respect me and don't be a hoe. Don't cheat on me, you know, and I don't care about the money. We can make the money together, but not everybody thinks that way. There are women out there that they just want to be wined and dined and, you know, live their best life ever that way. But, you know, going through what I've gone through, I'm like, that's, I mean, I've gone from being on freaking welfare when I met my husband, we were on welfare and then he made a ton of money. And now I'm kind of like, we were happier when we were on welfare, yeah. you know? So that's not what's, in, that's not important that to me. I mean, I know I just kind of like flip that story around, but, um, no, you totally. know, but a lot I, of I mean, women, that's all they, that's all they care about. Men know that and men, it, it freaks them out. You know, not everybody can be a millionaire. So <laughs> see, but I think, that um, the, I think that the confident, you know, established, and I guess that's why I kind of like being the age that I am now and, and when, you know, dating and at the age that I, I am or at the age I was when I was really dating. I mean, I don't have time anymore, but it's it, it, the confident woman is the hotter woman. Sorry, guys. I yeah. can't tell you, you know, the confident successful yeah. woman is much hotter than 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 tits and ass in, in most cases to me. Um, yeah. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. The tits and ass are, 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 are a bonus in a lot of cases, but. But what I mean by that is that that the the uh, fucking uh, an attractive woman is the woman who's walking out of the office, throwing the briefcase over the shoulder and 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 the saunter down the street to me. So I, I yeah. don't know. I like success. I think that success is super fucking hot. So well, it says um, something too about your work ethic and you as a person. If you, I mean, you know, you can be successful and make thirty thousand dollars a year. You know, it's it's sure. just all in how you portray yourself and you're not living off of other people. And, you know, so, but I, yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, I'm never going to be, you know, a millionaire being a teacher, but I am making a difference in the world and, sure. you know, supporting my kids and that's all that matters. And I'm damn confident. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so. I mean, my, I come from an educate, you know, an educated family. I mean, my father was, you know, three masters right. and a doctorate, you know, constantly in school. And I, I think I told you this before, my father, when he went in for his putting ceremonies for his doctorate, like he looked over at me and he's like, Brad, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I've been in school my yeah. whole life. You know, what yeah. do I do yeah. now? And, you know, I mean, and, and he did some really cool things in, uh, towards the end, but, you know, I mean, it's, I don't know, there's something to be said about all of that that I like. I like that. I lot. agree. So, but, I um, agree. Well, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I can't, I, I'd love to get off of social media. It's a huge part of my business. Um, yeah, you can't. I, I mean, in this day and age, honestly, like if you are an independent contractor, if you're uh, a business person, I mean, you, you have to have it. You absolutely do. But I mean, honestly, like for me, it was, there were more negatives to it than there were positives. And I'm like, you know, I can still take pictures of my kids and send them to my parents or, you know, <laughs> whatever. I don't, well, I don't need to like post for the entire world, like all these strangers to see. And you know, oh, I have so many likes and they all think my kids look cute today or they think I look hot or, right. you know, oh, wow, this food really looks amazing. Like to me, it just wasn't that important anymore. So I'm evolving. <laughs> That's what my mom said. She goes, you oh, are? little Amy's all grown up. <laughs> well, you know, they, they now have a, uh, I read about it the other day. It's a digital picture frame that you can give to your parents or something that it, you can slide these pictures into a folder on your phone and they will automatically show up on your parents' kind of digital picture frame. So really? It's a rotate, oh, that's kind of yeah, cool. So, so it's a, yeah, yeah. So you can rotate, like it'll rotate through the pictures, 
but it's it's updating your your parents or the grandparents or whatever it is who aren't into the Instagram or Twitter or any of that stuff. But right. it's kind of cool. Yeah, my, I mean, my dad calls Facebook Spacebook. Like he uh, just got on Facebook and he still calls it Spacebook. He's like, "Aim, you know, I just got on Facebook and I have 15 <laughs> friends now." I'm like, first of all, dad, it's called Facebook, but nice right. try." And <laughs> watch what you're posting. <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny. It's cute. It's really cute, actually. <laughs> well, I, I think the neat thing, like, on Facebook for me, and I'm not on that much. I do. I post a lot to my professional stuff. Every now and then I'll go in and check out some of the older, you know, the, the like, my, my regular Facebook. And, and honestly, right. the thing that I like about my regular Facebook is all the old pictures. You know, pictures yeah. from, like, I just posted a picture today from 11 years ago. Like yeah. 11 years ago. It was, I, I, I can't even believe that. And then when I looked through and I realized that my mother and I have 500 shared friends. Yeah, that's, well, that's the thing too. Like I do have Facebook and I, everybody on my Facebook I've met in person. Like yeah. there's nobody on there that I don't consider. And every once in a while, like I'll see somebody come up and I'm like, who is this again? And I just delete them. You know, like whatever, right. you know, but I mean, I know everybody from sharing things with people I know aren't going to like, you know, try to like share outside of my circle. And like you said, the memories, like every day I go through my memories. I'm like, oh, my God, 11 years ago when, you know, Cash was, you know, just born and there's all these amazing pictures. I'm like, I, you know, I I mean, I honestly keep it just for that reason. Sometimes it's sad because you like happy things come up and you're like, oh, man, that was such a happy time. But, you know. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of cool to see like how your, your life is like, my life has completely come full circle when I'm teaching the same school I went yeah. to high school at. So it's, it's just funny how, how, how the world works and life works. And it's nice to see it, you know, or pictures, I guess, but. Now, how old are you? How old are the kids? So Cash is 11, Lennon is nine and Lola is five. Now, will Three. you, does Cash have a phone? He does. Cash and Lennon both do, actually, because okay. we, the town we live in, everything is walkable and they have to walk to school and the school, like Cash walks a mile to the bus stop. So wow. he obviously has a phone. Yeah. And Lennon, um, she's just insane. And she does 10 million sports and she's most, she's like <laughs> me. She's like social butterfly. So every day she's like, I'm going to show and so I mean, we've lived here a month and she had like 10 best friends. So right. I'm like, yeah, you need to have a phone with you. And plus with Matt that. traveling so much, they, he doesn't want to always be FaceTiming me and see my beautiful face. <laughs> so it's nice for him because yeah. he can just call the kids and talk to them. And he doesn't have to worry. You know, he doesn't have to deal with me. So, <laughs> so are they on any form? I mean, do they have any form of social media on their phones? I do not allow it. Um, okay. They, okay. they watch those TikTok videos. Um, yeah. But they're, they're not like, there's, you know, they're, they're not like on their active or they're posting things. It's basically like they'll watch videos, I guess. But I'm, I'm a pretty big stickler on that kind of stuff with the social media and the video games. And I'm like, you know, you guys are going outside. The phones are literally just for emergency purposes or if I need to get a hold of you. Um, but that's it. So. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I'm sick and tired of it with my girls. It's like well, your girls ever. are a little bit older too, so well, it's I mean, probably a whole different ball game. But that's yeah, the, exactly. that's the communication level. 
You know, I mean, I, I mean, before it was, you know, at school, the car, I mean, and, you know, and I don't want to sound like the old man. I mean, but it's, you know, you were at school and you would make the, you know, you'd make the connection. Hey, we're going to meet at Roy Rogers in Ardmore tonight. Like that's where right. the meeting place was. And, and that's right. where all the decisions were made. You know, we'd go up yeah. there. I had no money. My parents, my father was a teacher. My mother was a nurse. I had no money. Everybody, you know, and I live in the rich neighborhood and all my friends are in there getting fucking, you know, the double R burger or whatever. And I'm putting lettuce tomato together with pickles on it at the free fixings bar <laughs> before we go yeah. out. That's why I was so smelt. Once I got a couple of dollars in my pocket, I started to eat my way through Roy Rogers. But, you know, now I'm like, <laughs> I mean, but but that was the way that it was. And now it's like, I honestly think that my girls don't go out as much because I think they're confused. They get confused. Like, where the fuck are we going tonight? 47 yeah. people said they're having parties. Where do we go? And then I'm like, all right, guys, what's the plan? Who's going out? And they're like, everything fell through. Because yeah. I think that it's overly yeah. communicated. Well, yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. I mean, I mean, my kids are still young enough where, like, they'll be like, hey, there's a bunch of us meeting at the park. And here, we're, so in Connecticut, every kid had a phone. I mean, five-year-olds had phones, for God's sake. Oh, people there are just they don't know what to do with the money they have because there's so much of it where we right. live now. It's a very blue collar area. And so none of the kids have, my kids are like the only kids that have phones. Um, so they do, it's kind of fun to see like my kids every day, they come home from school, their friends will come over, they do homework here. Our house is like the meeting house. Everybody comes here cause I always have baked goods and stuff like that. You know, uh, like leave it to beaver <laughs> type shit. <laughs> um, but right. then, yeah, they all go and they meet at the playground and there's like 20 kids at the playground. They ride their bikes there. And it's so amazing. Cause I'm like, we never, we didn't have this in Connecticut at all. Like it was not like this. And here it's just like the kids do it. It reminds me of my childhood. They ride their bikes and they meet at the playground. They hide and seek and, you know, and then they come back. I say, okay, as soon as it starts getting dark, you have to come back. And they come back. That's it. So awesome I definitely have noticed a lot less of the phone usage because they're actually like doing stuff. So, yeah. um, so that's been nice, but <laughs> I think, I mean, if there were anything that I would do differently, I think that's one of the main things is really put a massive curb on the phone yeah. across the board. If there were yeah. anything I mean, that I would do, and I love it. I when honestly kind of did that. To, go go ahead. ahead. You honestly did that. No, you go. No, I, I mean, I kind of did that to myself <laughs> yeah. I, by deleting social media. I'm like, okay, time to like shut down the phone usage. So it's not just kids. I mean, it's every, I, I mean, I, my biggest pet peeve, and I'm sure you see, cause you go out to eat all the time is I'll be sitting at a restaurant and there's a parent sitting there with their kids and they just want attention. They're like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And their mom's on the phone. I'm like, that's yeah, the one right. thing my kids know. If we are sitting down at a dinner table, I don't care where it is. If it's here at grandma's house, if it's out to dinner, whatever, there is not a phone to be seen. And they, they know. And people have actually commented. I've had like strangers come up to me and say, it's so nice seeing like a parent actually communicating with their children during dinner. And you don't realize like how that looks, but I've seen it. And it's sad. I want to go up and like shake the parent and be like, kids, come to my table. I'll talk with you. Like, I'll look at your pictures you just drew. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's big. I, I mean, it's real big. And, and I do it with my girls. I'm like, all right phones down and i've done you know i do the old game with friends as well like let's put the phones in the middle and first person get it pays the bill you know i mean there's a oh, lot yeah uh, oh yeah that once that phone rings That's people a good idea. see people like like twitching they're on they're going through withdrawal <laughs> and i'm one of them 
I mean, I'm one of them. I, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a chef. I share everything I do, and, and it's the weirdest yeah. shit ever. I still can't believe people yeah. give two shits about what shoes I wear on a plane. But, but, <laughs> but they do. You they all, do. hey, I comment on your shoes all the time. And your socks. You know. always have a good strong sock game too i gotta work the sock game yeah the sock game and the shoe game i'm a big fan well now it's hats i'm a my, my I've, I've depleted my hat collection by putting them in the restaurant now so i've kind of backed oh. off of that stuff i actually i have a hat for yeah. you i forgot I, w- I would have given it to you when i was in pittsburgh last weekend but there was a barn dance <laughs> there was a barn dance hey you'll be coming <laughs> back i'm sure <laughs> i was 100 well i'll be back in january i'll be back for the fight so, oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, for sure. Okay. I, I know you have mom responsibilities coming up in a couple minutes, so I, I want to get some of this stuff out there. So, so tell us about the fight. Tell us where, when, uh, whose ass are you kicking? Like all that good stuff. <laughs> so uh, the fight is going to be as my phone's dinging. Um, the fight's going to be January 18th, my birthday. So feel free to bring balloons or, you know, um, I really, really like bourbon. <laughs> um, oh my so God. January I just 18th. got some crazy bourbon in Portland, Oregon. So I will not open you that did. bottle. That's your birthday gift. Yep. Done. Click. Oh my God. Okay. Well, you're going to have to have some bourbon with me. You can come back. I have a awesome like bar in my house. So we'll enjoy okay. some bourbon after the fight. Cause I'm not going to be drinking for like two months. So, <laughs> um, okay. but yeah, it's going to be at the Shriners club. I honestly don't even know the ticket information yet. It's still like early on, obviously. Um, the girl I'm fighting, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, her, I know her name, but I'm not sure if I'm allowed to like say her name yet until papers are signed. But, um, yeah, she's, she's, I think she has two fights already. She's already fought twice. So I'm definitely the newbie in the situation, but I'm pretty confident I'm going to kick some butt. So Shriners Good. Club, it's for Parkinson's disease. It's a fundraiser in Cheswick, Pennsylvania. That's pretty awesome. Well, good. Yeah. Um, well, cheers to you. Big, big things happening this year and a lot of, uh, a lot of major moves and changes. That's pretty cool. It's kind yeah. of like cleansing. I love it. This is, um, yeah, this is like the year of the Amy. I don't know. <laughs> well, good luck. And we'll, uh, I want to talk to you after the fight as well. Um, yeah. we'll get you back yeah. on to find out how it was and your training and all that stuff. So, all right. That sounds great. Okay. Sounds cool. good. Talk to you later. Okay. Thanks. Amy. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Man, I love her. She's such a cool chick. Um, yeah, I met uh, I met Amy and Matt down in uh, Tampa, Florida at an event that I had done. And it's kind of weird. I met some really good friends down in Tampa. <clears throat> and uh, I, I don't get down there ever anymore, it seems like. I was down there every month for a long period of time. I had some really good friends that I got to see when I would go down there. And I just don't, I don't have that luxury anymore to be able to get down there as much as, as I used to. I mean, shit, I haven't been there in probably three years. So it sucks. But anyway, so I met those guys down there and just really liked them, you know, and had a great, uh, uh, interaction with them and became friends with them and really liked kind of who they are. And, you know, the fact that they were, you know, tattooed parents to me is a really cool thing because they're awesome parents. Um, you know, I love watching um, the interaction and, and even during a lot of the social media stuff that I see that Amy would post and Matt would post was just really cool. So good parenting is what I saw that as. So, so anyway, um, but uh, definitely, guys, check her out. Uh, I guess if you can find her on Facebook, go there. But I'm excited for the fight. I know she's been training for it for a while. She was training for it up in Connecticut and now doing it in Pittsburgh as well. So go check that out. 
But uh, so that's Amy Polinsky, everybody. Uh, cheers to you guys for hanging out with us for this last hour plus. Um, pretty stoked to get back on the show. It's been a little while. I've been running around a lot and traveling, and and as you guys heard in the beginning of the show, so um, so I'm stoked. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to have the opportunity to be back on the show um, to get uh, you know kind of get let you guys meet some people. We've got some great guests coming up in the next couple months. Um, I had a wonderful conversation with a woman named Monte Carlo uh, when I was out in Portland. She's a chef. She's a Puerto Rican chef. She's you know been on TV and done all the cool stuff. But she's just a badass. I really like her. So she's going to be our next coming guest. So boys and girls, do me a favor. Uh, I, we got to thank a couple of people. We got to thank the boys down there at RadioInfluence.com for all that they do um, for the show and uh, their support, their friendship, and their professionalism as well. <clears throat> Maggie Gagliardi who does all of our uh, promo pieces. Pretty amazing artist. You guys have heard me talk about her in the past. And Michelle, she's wonderful. She does all my graphic design work. Uh, she does uh, all my website stuff. Pretty cool. Pretty great lady. So go check those guys out. Uh, that's what I got. So everybody do me a favor. Go out there. Be nice, man. Adios. Didn't get Duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef. B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified checkmark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Initiate procedure. Now, stand by for the MJ Morning Show. The MJ Morning Show is back. Hi, it's MJ. Join me along with Froggy and Fester. We're going to bring you up to speed on what's been happening since our last show. We'll even reveal never-before-heard stories from the past, including some infamous controversies. This is the great MJ Morning Show that you remember. With regular new episodes, we'll even have some of the crazy cast of characters on, like Dave the Dwarf and more. The all-new MJ Morning Morning Show podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, on the iHeartRadio app, and RadioInfluence.com.